I share on Fridays here in the podcast an interview that's taken place on Thursday in Instagram or on Instagram live. And I've entitled it Social Retail Rising. The health and wellness business that I am a part of is we call our business structure social retail. And it's because it is really revolutionary. It is completely different than the traditional network marketing structure. And I've alluded to it in many different ways and come right out and said that. I've brought different guests on because I love to share stories. I love to share stories of success from one degree or another. And today is really special. Um, to be perfectly honest, a year ago today, I didn't know who this gentleman was. And it's funny because I always have just kind of kept my head down. Like I do what I need to do. And I don't always know the big names in the industry, maybe within my particular company. Sure. But within the industry at, at, at large, not really because I'm like, I, I got my head down. I'm, I'm going. So a year ago, I, I became um, aware of this gentleman through a video that I've referenced. If you follow me on Instagram, I've referenced it many times. If you're curious to know about it, you can go to Instagram, go to the link in my bio, check it out. It's called Social Retail versus MLM. And that is the first time I met this gentleman, Justin Prince. You may be well familiar with him. And if you are... Then I'm preaching to the choir here. You're like, oh my goodness, this guy's phenomenal. And what it is that makes him phenomenal in my mind is, yeah, monetarily, he's great. He's he's doing well. He wouldn't have to work a day in his life. And I don't say that as an income claim. I say that as a way to just give him some more credibility because he's done very well, except he shows up every single day. And if you wait until the end of the interview, he talks about that. And so I don't want to steal that thunder from him. I want you to listen to it. But this interview is talking to Justin. And what is so incredible about Justin, aside from his monetary success, his team success, his business success, is he is actually responsible, one of the people responsible for for recognizing that the traditional network marketing structure was broken and creating something different. And that is social retail. So if you've listened for a while and you've asked yourself these questions of like, what is social retail? What is she talking about? It's network marketing by another name. That's what I thought. If you asked me that one year ago today, I would have said, oh, it's just the same thing. They just sell a different product. Maybe there's a few different programs, you know, like every company has its own little nuances. But If that's you or you've said, you know what, I've done the whole network marketing thing before, Um, I've seen it and, you know, I wasn't successful, I was mildly successful, I, you know, I hit some of the goals, but I'm never going to do it again. Or, you know, how could it possibly be different? Like all network marketing companies are the same. Or is there really any difference? If you've asked any of those things or you've said any of those things, I was right there with you. And I would encourage you to listen to what Justin has to say. And my standpoint is always, if you listen to what Justin and I talk about and you walk away a thousand 
10% more sold on the company that you're with, then fantastic. Awesome. If you walk away from this conversation and you're curious, like really, how how can everybody win? Because my team is struggling here. Really? Could it be possible? Or you walk away with any any questions at all, shoot me a message. Shoot Justin a message. Ask him your questions. Ask me your questions. But really, I want you to know all the ins and outs before you um, you know, pursue anything further. You need to know what, what it entails. So this conversation is, is packed. And whether this is something that you want more information about or not, uh, Justin is somebody you want in your corner. Justin is somebody that you want to learn business from. So without further ado, we're going to hop in to this episode, or to this interview, and take a listen. Hey there, friend. Are you a sassy, audacious unicorn mama who's on a mission to grow your network marketing business? Are you tired of the copy-paste culture, ready to set those goals and map out a strategic plan to get there? Hey, I'm Michelle. Welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. I've been in the network marketing space for over a decade. I've leveled up, earned the goodies, sat at the top 2%, and know what it takes to get you there. More importantly, I know what it takes to do it being you. I'm here to help you achieve your business goals through strategy, mindset, healthy living, and a whole lot of fun. This podcast is all about equipping you with strategies to be that unicorn mama and grow your business while still showing up for your family and all the things that make you, you. Okay, go warm up that cup of coffee for the second or, let's be honest, eighth time. I know how it goes. And let's get started. Here's the crazy thing, and I was going to tell him this, but I'll tell you right now, last year at this time, like exactly, I didn't know who he was. Um, and I found out, Sarah told me and I was like, okay, I'll check him out. I saw this video that you've heard me reference before and I was blown away and I was like, who is this guy? And honestly, you see him, if you've seen any of the videos that I've shared about him, um, he just leads with humility and it's such a breath of fresh air. So, um, I am looking forward to you meeting him as well. So let me see if I can... Uh, I think I can only invite if they're on here. So it's okay. It's all good. You get me for just a moment. Let me shoot him. I'm totally humble. And here's what's crazy. Uh, so when I joined, Sarah put me in a message between herself and myself and Justin, and he sent me over a voice message. And I was like, holy cow, this never happens. Like I've never had that happen before. So it was so great to hear his, um, here. Oh, there he is. Oh my goodness gracious. Yay. It's happening. Ah, oh, here we go. Go live with the one and only Justin Prince. Yay. He's here. I know Sarah. I'm like excited. Oh, there you are. Hey, How are you there, sir. How are you? Your patience. Good job. Keeping it going there for a sec. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. You mean you just weren't sitting around twiddling your thumbs, waiting? <laughs> I was jamming. I'm sorry. I, it's an honor to be on with you. 
Oh my goodness, Justin. Um, I am like Christmas morning, like, oh my goodness, I can't wait. This is so my whole family knows, like, don't even come near me right now. Like, this is a moment. So, um, Justin, thank you so much for taking your time because you, you have a lot going on. And I just want to tell you from my heart as this one in the sea of thousands of your team, how important you made me feel. And I know that I'm not an isolated situation. This is just part of your character. I, um, I don't believe in coincidences. And exactly one year ago on Saturday, I made this pivot to this company. And it feels like such a full circle moment to be able to be on here with you. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh, what a cool story. Uh, I'm super honored to be on with, here with you. And, you know, I, I love those moments, you know, where you're like, hey, it was, I know where I was, I know what happened, I was on a Saturday, like, you know those moments. And, you know, Tony Robbins says that your life can literally change in an instant. And you remember those pivots. I have those in my career where I'm like, I literally know where I was and what I was doing and what happened. And that is really cool. And I'm so honored to be your partner and love the value that you add to so many people and the way that you show up with the authenticity and vibrancy and, and consistency. So I'm honored to be on with you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, let's get started. I know who you are, but let's let everyone know who you are. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to this network marketing, social selling space. Yeah. So my wife and I live in Southern Utah. So we have four kids. Uh, I came from a divorced home at age 12 when the 13 times in the seven years, kind of from ages, you know, 12 to 19, really. And you know, I have no professional background. I was making pizzas. I worked at a mall kiosk. I teased people. I was the guy at the mall that you tried to avoid, <laughs> you know, because, like, I was trying to sell you stuff out of my mall kiosk. And uh, I always had big dreams and big goals. I hope as you're listening, you'll, you can relate to that. You have dreams. Mm -hmm. You want to do something with your life. You hope you're, you want your life to matter. You've, you, I hope you know that your life has value and purpose and meaning and that you're not here by accident. This is all by design. Like, you're here to do something with your life. And you're playing small doesn't serve the world. And I, I kind of felt those feelings and I was like, I just didn't have the right vehicle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like not car, but like financial vehicle. I didn't have the right app to be able to make my dreams come true. And it's not that my job was so, there's nothing wrong with my job or in this case, some, you know, watching it's nothing wrong with your job. It's just that that wasn't what I was put on earth to do was to like live and breathe and work and die. And I just felt like my life had a bigger purpose and calling. And so I was introduced to the direct sales space when I was 25 kind of the super short story is this. I became the number three earner and national spokesperson for this company. I was like, dude, I'm the man. By the way, the guy that recruited me quit, the guy that recruited him quit. I was on Orphan Island all by myself. I'm like, I'm the man at this. And then the company went out of business. I was like, I am not the man anymore. You know, <laughs> I had grown man tears rolling down my face. And I was in a situation because I had gone full time in that company, but I, what, what, what had happened to get to that stage was I burned through all my savings, and went, by the time it went out of business, I had really, really no savings left. I just was in a really tough financial situation. I was kind of behind on credit cards, behind on taxes. I was just in a tough spot. And it, I went and started again, started over. And went, had like, you know, I, I, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this, where you're like, you have a business failure. Maybe you tried direct sales or network marketing before in your life, or, and you're kind of like, I will never do that again, like never. 
that was kind of me. I was like, I was like, screw business. I'm never doing this again. And it's like, it's like if you've ever gone on a date that just didn't work, you know, you dated someone that didn't work out well and you're like, I will never love again. And eventually you kind of, you know, you get over it and you find someone awesome. So for me, I, I went again, you know, I got kind of picked myself up off the ground and went again. And at one point I put, moved my pregnant wife and our two kids into the loft of my wife's parents' garage. Uh, I was working two part-time jobs. I was chasing the dream to become free. And I was cliche. And, you know, I'm kissing my little babies on the cheek when they were asleep in the morning when I left early. And I'd kiss them on the cheek when I got home late at night after my second job. And I'm trying to build my business. And I'm just like, just grinding. And I'm wondering if it was ever going to happen for me. I don't know if any of you guys can relate to that. Where you're like, I know successful. I know I see Sarah Cheney or, or Lisa Cutler on here. I know they're successful. I get it. But like, Am I ever going to be successful? Like, will this actually will this actually happen for me? That's where I thought. And long story short, I figured that out. I, I ended up building uh, the fastest growing team anywhere in the United States in that company. I was speaking all over the world, like Moscow and Omsk, Russia, and Amadi, Kazakhstan. When I was 29. I was a keynote speaker at the convention. And just kind of like, whoa, I did it. And then I, I started to realize that I felt like the direct sales or, or network marketing business model was like fundamentally broken. I felt like the business model was stacked against the normal person winning. And, and the simplest way I would say it is this. Uh, most people that join direct sales are not good at recruiting. In fact, over 70% recruit zero people. And in the traditional marketing model, the way that you earn an income is you build a team of people <laughs> that are consuming the products. And if you can't build a team, you can't make any money. If you can't make any money, then you know you spent more than you made. And it's kind of just this like, ugh, kind of a crappy business model. And I remember watching that, I was like, dude, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not going to go around the country telling everyone that's a good idea, number one. And then number two, I just felt like there was got to be a better way to do this whole thing. So I, I sold my business. I was out of network marketing. I was kind of done with it at that point. I was grateful for it, but I was done with it. I was doing private equity consulting for two years. And then I came into a company as a consultant, as a 25-year-old company. It was a direct sales company. But it had it, it was a couple hundred million dollars a year in sales. So it had this like strong base. Mm -hmm had eight years of declining revenue. So like it needed to be transformed. And it was just this unique kind of set of circumstances where we were kind of given, in essence, the keys to the, to the car to say, dude, just do whatever you guys want to do. Like, just go figure this out. And we said, what if you could create something that would disrupt the old model? Like I, I liken it to like a Netflix to Blockbuster and Uber to tax cabs. Like those business models disrupted the way that you did it. And so we created this concept called social retail. It was a very customer acquisition heavy business where people could actually make a living from just simply downloading an app and sharing a $10 discount code. And uh, that was the next month. So February will be the beginning of year eight. So that was seven years ago. And we've become one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing company in, in our space. And we've disrupted the way it's done. So we've acquired 4 million customers, which by the way, 4 million customers is probably the most any direct sales company's ever done in seven years by a long ways. Like that's like crazy. Um, over two billion in sales, over a billion in commissions, and what's really cool is our average person wins. I'll give you a quick example. Let me give you some a stat just to illustrate this point. So traditional direct sales, like let's say you're watching this and you either have done it before, maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted, or maybe you have done it before, maybe you build a little bit of a team, or maybe you've never done it for some of the reasons we talked about earlier. It's kind of like, eh, I don't know, I don't know if it's for me. So let me share this with you, my friends. Like service to many leads to greatness. Like how do you build a great life, a build a great career. You got to serve more people, add more value. So in 2021, in a traditional network marketing company, let's say you come in and you are not a good recruiter. Let's say you recruit zero people. Hey, got it. You recruited zero people. 
which means you've now made zero dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're spending more than you're making. Let's say that you, you were a partner in, a, in Modere, like in, in this case, you partnered with Michelle. And let's just say for the sake of this example, you recruit zero people. Mm -hmm. People are not good at recruiting. Okay, cool. Here's the difference of what we do. Last year, our average person had a thousand points of customer orders. That was the, by the way, when I say average person, that person was simply what's called eligible for commissions. Mm -hmm. So this is not someone, the average person that's making commissions. This is not the average person that's making a lot of commissions. This is just someone that's just simply eligible to earn commissions, so that, which includes people that make zero commissions. But the average was a thousand points. In our structure, just to give you an idea, if you had a, a thousand what we call commissionable volume, what, what that would mean is a $75 free product credit. So every month you're getting $75 for free. So in other words, you're not paying anything, you're getting your products for free. So you're not spending more than you're making, $75 for free. Number two, you're earning about $200 a month. Mm -hmm. $200 a month, that's not that much. Dude, $200 a month is $2,400 in a year. It's $24,000 over 10 years. Like, And that's the average. That's people who are just eligible to participate. And that's unbelievable over time and distance of what happens. So you have more people winning because the model is like stacked in their favor versus stacked against them winning. And that's one of the reasons that we've exploded as a company. Yeah, it, it still blows my mind. I watched the video, Sarah had sent it to me a year ago and my first reaction, and I think my question to her is, one, I thought every network marketing company under that massive umbrella was the exact same. Yeah. Everything was the same. It was just, a, you might sell different products. We have a few little nuances. So my mind was blown and my question to her is, why isn't everybody doing this? Because it's not complicated. So why isn't everybody doing this, Justin? Like, wh why aren't they? Do you wanna know what's funny? The, the answer is it actually is extremely complicated. That's the actual answer. I'll, I'll, get, I'll break down what I mean. Uh, so Warren Buffett once said that he likes to invest in businesses that have a moat around the business. Do you remember like medieval times, they have like the little like river around the castle basically and they draw bridge. And the idea was it makes the, the castle more defensible because it's harder to get access to it. So I'll give you an example. It's so funny. It's like, it, you know how life is. It's like, this seems normal. Like, this seems easy. Should, everyone should do this. The complexity of the business is actually the most. And if, if I'm something looking in direct sales, I love what you said. In direct sales, we all kind of know what each other do. Like, you can all see each other's webinar. You can all see each other's video. Like, we all sort of know each other. Like, you can go look at each other's compensation structures up. Like, it's, we all see what each other do. So why is there such a huge doability factor gap? What I mean by that? Doability, by the way, I don't even know if that's even a real word. So it's a real word according to me, okay? So we'll pretend it is, it sounds good. It's a real word. So do me is Michelle, same person. So same influence or lack of influence, same skills or lack of skills, same time or lack of time, same person, one week, one month, one year, 10 years in two different companies will have dramatically different results because some of them are more doable than others. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Starbucks and Maxwell House can say that they're the same. They can both say they have great coffee. They can both say they have great company. They can both say they have great company culture. They can both say they have great distribution models. Cool. You would look at the numbers, like the, the stock numbers, and you'd be like, well, dude, if I'm going to invest my dollars, I'm going to go with Starbucks. It wouldn't even be close. You'd be like, uh, the, it's, I'm, my, my odds of, of a return is so much higher. I'll give you another example. In the last, think of it this way, guys, in the last 60 years, even the last 80 years, what major in the United States, what major car companies have come to market in the last 80 years? Like zero. Yeah. Like, 
GM, Ford, Big Dog, no one's, you couldn't break into that space. No company. Well, eight years, it's going on nine years now. So Tesla comes to market, right? Ford made fun of Tesla. Literally, there's tweets of them being like, who the crap do you guys even think you are? How do you think you can compete with us? One of the most iconic brands in the world. Five years ago, Tesla's worth 31 billion. Ford's worth 51. Here we are five years later. Ford's gone from 51 to 100. So they've doubled, good for them. Tesla went from 31 to a trillion. So where would you invest your money if you would have known five years ago? If you could have cast it out. The doability is way different. So they same, but they're different. So what happened with Modair, it was this really interesting um, set of circumstances that created it. So I'll give you an example. We had the depth and breadth of product from a 25-year-old company. We had over 250 SKUs, 250 different products. And we were doing business in 20 plus countries. And so why that matters is if you're a customer acquisition model, you, like if walk into Nordstrom's and with only one product or with three or four products, it's just not gonna happen. You, they have depth and breadth of products, why? Because that's what customers are used to. Go to Amazon, there's lots of products. We had to have the depth and breadth of product and the, the, uh, the credibility in multiple product categories. I'll give you an example. You'll see companies come to market, they're like a nutrition product, right? They're like a nutrition they'll kind of run that right life cycle in direct sales and then two or they're a skincare product or whatever the case might be. They'll run that cycle when the product momentum dies, kind of that story softens. Then they'll go into like a nutrition company goes into skincare or a skincare company goes into nutrition. And it's like Michelin tires, like Michelin tires has built credibility over time mm -hmm. selling us tires. Like we have like, oh, I'd buy tires from you. You're Michelin. I got it. But if Michelin launches a diaper line, <laughs> we'd be like, I don't know if you're in the diaper industry. Like, what are you guys talking about? This happens like a, new, a skincare company launches a nutrition line. People are just like, who are you guys? What's going on? Modair had built this, this deep product credibility in multiple product categories. So you have this broad product line. That, that's mm -hmm. billions of dollars worth of credibility and years of, of patents and research and re uh, 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 PhDs and R's. Uh, research and development teams and acquisitions and buying, you know, doing clinical studies. Like it just takes so much time. So my point is a startup couldn't do that. A startup company launches with one product, two, three, two or three products. They wouldn't have the depth and breadth of, of the uh, Modair would have. Okay. Second thing is this. Second thing is a big company. It's way too risky to do what we did. And I can tell you that from personal experience, it was, it was risky, dude. It was like hair of your chin, 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 like, like razor's edge of whether this was going to be able to work in those early days it was so risky. Think of it this way. It's like changing the engine of a 737 when you're at 30,000 feet. Because like you're a couple hundred million dollar your business and like one day like this bottle comes, the next day this bottle comes with a whole new name and we've got to educate the people and the customer base. We, we literally changed everything. New ownership team, new executive management team, new field leadership, new name, new uh, many new products, um, new entirely new structure entirely new business model. We, we lowered prices by 25 to 33%, so it'd be more approachable for a customer. Guess what a normal network marketing company's leaders, leaders would say if the company wants to lower prices by 23 to 33%? They no. Heck no, because their checks all go down 25 to 33%, right? So the point is, we literally changed everything. So we do it because of the depth and breadth of products. We had, this, we had a company built for customer acquisition that a startup couldn't do, but then we could also be this nimble startup that a big company couldn't do. So it's one of the reasons that we've gotten 
you know, here we are starting year eight. I feel like we're still six and seven years ahead of everybody. And here's what's really crazy is we're launching what I would call social retail 2.0 here in March. So, you know, just over a month from now. We acquired 4 million customers <laughs> with this idea. And customers, by the way, is probably by far the record in direct sales history. And what we're launching in 2.0 with time-bound code sharing, we introduced code sharing, we'll have time-bound code sharing. We'll create virality in the customer-to-customer -customer sharing. Like, we'll, I think we'll be able to do in the next two years what took us the last eight to do. And this is like just the beginning of where this whole thing's going. Oh my goodness, as if I wasn't already like super excited about this space, hearing it again is just like, I would say it's like a camp experience. You're like, yes, I wanna do this again. Like this is, it, it blows my mind. And I think what blows my mind is that you had the forethought to take those bumps and bruises and recognize that the old system was broken and the humility of the company to recognize that we can do this better. And yeah, it's gonna hurt. There's going to be bumps and bruises along the way, but this is what's best for the customer. This is what's best for our, you know, business partners, for everybody involved. I'm just so excited for what's to come. Yeah, you know, Lisa Cutler is on here. So Lisa and I were friends for years, and she said she said to me kind of like offline one day, just kind of just in a passing conversation, she goes, I can't believe you were thinking about all She's kind of like, all this stuff is innovative today. She's like, I can't believe you guys are stuff nine years ago. Like, you know, and, you know, for me, number one, I wanted to help people. I felt like the business model was broken. And so I wanted to serve people. I didn't want to keep telling people, like, I didn't want to sell a fake dream. I didn't want to, I, I, I don't believe in hype. You know, I don't believe in, like, I don't believe hope is a strategy. Like, I just hope this goes, no, dude. So I, <laughs> yeah, no. So with that said, though, in addition to all those, I'm also I, I'm also competitive. Like I like to win, and I like my teams to win. And so for me, I feel like I feel like a. It's like I want to keep this business to where it's always on the forefront. We're always the one people are chasing. We're always the one ahead, and people are, are saying like, "Gosh, dang, what the heck!" And by the way, when we hit him in March, <laughs> people are gonna be like, their heads are gonna spin. They're gonna be like, "What is happening with this business?" So. Uh, I will say this to your audience. This is this is being very sincere. Um, you know, they, they talk about like being in the right place at the right time. And my mentor used to say, it's one thing to be in the right place at the right time. He said, sec he said it's a second separate thing to recognize it, like to see it. And it's a third separate thing to do anything about it. My friend, I just, this is, this is one of those right place, right time moments. Like to have a conversation with Michelle or, you know, her, her team and say, hey, look, tell me more. What's going on? I'm looking to earning some additional income for my family. I need a simple system because I'm busy. I've got a lot, you know, on my plate as a mom or as a dad or in my job. We have all of that stuff, and then we have all of the, the good momentum. Here's what I was sure is about about timing or momentum and never hardening. There's this adage. This it's a total misnomer. The misnomer is you got to get in early. That's the misnomer. Like early on the company's growth, right. my friends. The pioneers are the ones that have all of the arrows in their back. Like the ones that come after them are the ones that crush it. You want to be in early on momentum. If you could just time it perfectly, you'd be in early on a good momentum. Like Tesla, you would have been five years ago. They were still early in. They were in, but that's when they were they were a four year old company, right? So you weren't early on the company. They were four years old, but that was where they really hit their gear. And that's what I'm saying. Like this this party's just getting started. So it's a it's a great time to say, show me your systems, 
you know, the, the products speak for themselves. The thing we're not talking about, which is just this huge um, reason it's happened, is not the business model. The business model is secondary. People don't buy business models. People buy the products. The, you don't get 4 million customers because the model's good. You get 4 million customers because the products are amazing, and then the model makes it easy to share. It makes it authentic and natural. So the products mm -hmm. are stuff you can really believe in. They're science-backed. They're you know, clinical study. Like They're just stuff you can really be proud of what you're sharing, and you're really going to add value to people. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Justin, I have like a million questions I would love to ask you, but you have basically you've answered everything I had written down that I wanted to know. And the last being, why is now like the key time? And I know that your heart and mine is for these women specifically, because that's what is primarily in this space, but who are doing all the things where I felt I had been like just hustling and doing all the things and seeing little to no proof of it. And having been here for a year and seeing these, these products that actually do work and then being able to see my team succeed and win because everything is just so easily laid out for them is just so amazing. So I thank you so much for your foresight. I, I always say that we're not playing like chess, like three moves, five moves ahead. Like we're playing five games ahead and nobody even knows that we're on the table. Like they're like, wait, what? I thought we were playing checkers, you know? And it's just so fun to hear from you and hear your passion. And um, if I can just thank you from the field uh, within your team, we just recognize your humility and the fact that you would take the time to talk with me today. Um, it just shows your heart really. And, and just that, you're not somebody who is sitting back just collecting. Um, you're there. You're in it every single day. And I just appreciate that so much. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, my gosh. So honored to do it. You know, I was asked yesterday uh, on, a, on an interview very similar to this. They're like, why? Why? Like, why do you keep, you know, why do you keep doing an interview like this? Or why would you do a Zoom? Or why would you keep showing up? And I'll share this with you, with your audience just real quick. So when I was struggling, you know, you're working the two jobs, you're below zero financially. I remember driving in my car, my car had 250,000 miles on it. It's a white Toyota Corolla. I'm trying to build my business, trying to be like, look like I'm successful. And um, I remember driving on the freeway and I just, I just had tears in my eyes. I was super overwhelmed. I was super frustrated and kind of tears running to my cheeks. I'm not bawling my eyes out, but I'm just like, Argh! you know, you like want it so bad you could burst into tears, you know? And I remember making a promise to myself, but really Michelle, it was, like, it was like this conversation I was having with God, it was just myself and just talking with God. And I just said, I was like, look, if I ever become successful, I'm not gonna forget what it feels like to struggle. I promise I won't forget like the pit that you have in your throat, you know, when you swallow or that pressure on your chest that only someone that's, you know, kind of behind it financially knows what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, you can think about it all the time. And then I said, also, if I, I'll make a second promise. <laughs> I was like, also, if I ever become successful, I'll help as many other people achieve their dreams as I possibly can. Like, I won't, I won't, like, get there and just be like, oh, I'm fat and happy. I'm, I'm cool. Like, good luck to you guys. I was like, no, 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 dude. If I'm blessed with this, if this works out, I'm going to, like, try and wear myself out helping other people get there, too. And so I feel like my life now is really interesting. It's really, really interesting. It's almost surreal to be just, it's like this surreal thing. It's like, I'm living those promises. Like I've tried to not forget and I've 
you know, every day I'm like, hey, just remember, you know, where you don't have to look at the right side of the menu anymore. You can just, if you want to travel somewhere, you just travel. Like you're not like, it's not the press of it of, is not there. Of the, mm -hmm. But you still don't forget the pit in your, in your stomach. You know, you don't forget what people are facing. And I know right now is a, a particularly challenging time for so many people. Then the second thing is I want to create systems and create business models and create, uh, you know, hopefully pour belief and pour life into people, speak life into people where they're like, I got this so that they can accomplish those dreams and those goals. Because here's what I'll leave with. Your dreams and goals were planted in your heart. This is not, this stuff's not an accident, dude. It's, it's on purpose and it's planted in there because it's challenging you to become your full potential. I tell people, you're not who you are. You are who you were born to become. You are your potential and you're playing small does not serve the world. Like people there, you have literally a heritage of people, a great, a grandma or a great grandma or a great, great grandpa. They're cheering you on saying, please, you've got it. Our family needs you to step up. Our family needs our heritage. Our legacy needs it. And you have future generations of kids who are yet unborn saying, we need you to be the one. Be the one that changes our family's life forever. Be the one that breaks the generational curse. Be the one that has the courage. Be the one that builds the business. Be the one that steps up in their life. Don't live a life of reaction to all the distractions. Live a life of intentional creation. Like, you got this. And so that, my friend, is you. You're that one. And so that's what I'm trying <laughs> to wear myself out doing is be like, dude, you got it. Same fears you're having, the same fears I have, dude. Like, you can do this. And so you can make it happen. So. Michelle, I just love you and uh, really admire the value that you add to so many and the way that you show up full and, you know, your consistency, your heart, your motive, and uh, just really think you're, you're doing an amazing job. So thank you for inviting me to be on. Thank you so much, Justin. You're going to make me cry. I appreciate it so much. And um, friends, if you're watching this and you're thinking that this is something that you would like to know more about reach out to myself, reach out to Justin, reach out to any of these leaders that you see in here, because we would absolutely love to share this with you. This is not something that we're holding on for ourselves. We want to share it with everybody, because when you find something that is working and that is really um, helping people win, you don't want to keep it to yourself. You want, to, you want to bring everybody along with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Have a fantastic day. And I look forward to meeting you in person, hopefully at SLC next month. Okay. Let's do it. I can't wait. You're the best. Talk Sounds soon. Good. Bye. Holy cow. Right? Like, is your mind blown? Literally, like I said before, or in the interview, the first time I heard about this concept, I was truly blown away blown away that it could be different, that it could be simpler, that my team could win in so many different ways. So as I said in the end, if anything you heard resonated with you in any way and you're thinking, gosh, I want to hear more about this or, or, or just explore it and see if this is something for you or not, then shoot me a message. Or if you still kind of want to stay in the background and, and understand this a little bit more, you can go to bit.ly slash social retail video. And there is a video there that we call it the video you can't unsee. It's, it's very much the content of what Justin and I spoke about today, but it does it in a, in a different way. And um, there's some graphics, and if you're a visual person like I am, it's always great to see those things. So take a look. I believe that you can be successful in so many different ways, but I also know that because I've done it, 
in the traditional structure, it can be really hard. And I, I want to see everyone succeeding and reaching their potential. So at the end of the day, if this is something you want to hear more about, find me, shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, you have my email information, do any of that. Go to bit.ly slash social retail video, check it out. And if it's still something that you want more information about, okay, let's have a conversation. If it's something where you're like, nope, I'm good, then I think that's amazing. I'm so glad. So have an amazing day and we'll see you next week.